Oh man. Season oh, finale. Oh, you know we're starting. It's Wednesday. Back at it again with the final episode of ReZero this season. Crazy. Oh man. We've come a long way since two and a half months ago. Yeah, how did this uh, season go by so freaking fast? I don't know. I mean, it felt like there was progression, but also none at the same time. Yeah, if we think about it, what really happened this season? Not a whole lot. They they walked into the sanctuary at the beginning of the season. They still haven't figured it out. <laughs> like like uh, like Roswell said at the end. You've probably seen everything there is to know about the sanctuary, to which Subaru says, yes, I've been here multiple times, and so have <laughs> we. So we felt that. We felt that really hard. Yeah, too many times, some might argue. But hey, it's okay. <sighs> we, we, we still like the show. We'll still watch the next season. It's fine. It's fine. Anyways, what was the title of this episode? The Sounds That Make You Cry. No, that make you want to cry. Sorry. What did we think that was at the beginning, before we watched the episode? I don't know. I thought I would hear, like, death or people getting stabbed or something. But after watching it, I don't even know what sounds they're talking about. Yeah, no, same. (laughs) <laughs> wait yeah this <laughs> like he cried he, he cried but it was it about sounds i don't know maybe it's yeah, a translation no, I, thing i thought it was well okay i will say so for the translation at least the word sound was correct yeah so i saw the chinese word for sound so, okay okay but yeah i don't know i don't know which sound because like i was thinking at the beginning that crying is the sound that would make others cry. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's Subaru's sounds that make us cry. Oh. Perhaps. Perhaps, perhaps. Anyways, yeah, what <laughs> what do you think of today's episode, the final episode? I mean, if I'm going to be honest, I think I was disappointed very much so. First of I have two main points my first point is that i thought satella was evil and i guess it turns out she's not but then why was she so evil like a few episodes ago but then now she's not and my second point i thought it was interesting how they kept on doing that thing where it was like hey you need to learn to love yourself instead of uh instead of you know just sacrificing yourself for others and like taking on the whole burden for others I feel like that's interesting because in real life, uh, I feel like I've had this issue a lot too, where it's like, you know, I say, yeah, I like helping people, but like, why exactly do I like helping people? Does it come from a, uh, a place of uh, low self-confidence and the only way I think I can get people to like me is by doing things for them? Mm. Who knows? And I feel like that's kind of where Subaru is coming from too, where it's like he has never had the belief that somebody would like him for him. So he has to always take on their burdens and he has to always do things for them. 
and then like you know and then even at the at the very end it was very telling when he woke up and he was he was like oh you actually like me and he was like huh Otto, you actually like me too i guess <laughs> so i mean uh, just right. like a last thing like i don't think I've, i have it as serious as him but i can definitely empathize with that sentiment with like certain people like there are others who i know it's like yeah yeah we're, we're cool but, like there are others out there who it's like man if i don't treat you a certain way you still would we still be friends and like who knows Anyways. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like from this episode and like just watching Subaru, you get like the sense that he's like, you know, super lonely and like, and we, we kind of get that, right? Because like he can't tell anyone except the witches about his return by death. So he, in those sense, yeah, he kind of has been struggling all on his own. Um, yeah. So like you said, he, he tries to shoulders every, everyone's burden so they can have sort of a happy ending but even if he has to die many times along the way to get there but yeah, yeah. overall kind of a anticlimactic episode like we're not done with the arc the graveyard arc is still in in the thick of things we're maybe halfway, so. maybe halfway yeah i don't know assuming that the yeah i guess we don't even know if this was the actual end of the season or if they're just like taking a season long break and then continuing the second half in like January or something, but to be determined regardless. Yeah. Regardless. I mean, regardless. I am disappointed, but yeah, that, that's yeah. just me. How do you feel overall? It's, it's been a long and drawn out arc. I feel like, uh, like just thinking about what's happened so far in the season. I'm like, what did happen in the season? I feel like they could have cut down everything. These 12 episodes so far, I feel yeah. like they could have cut it down to like six. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I mean, they're, they're, yeah. And I feel like, dude, I mean, like they're already cutting it down. Like I keep seeing those YouTube videos where it's like uh, information that you skipped or like things they cut out of the anime. And I'm like, Damn, so you already cut that much out and you still have to do 13 episodes about a half arc? Uh, so Yeah, they must have had like eight different light novels about the this graveyard arc. Yeah, no, I, I kind of want to read it now just to see the difference. I mean, obviously not read ahead, but like I want to read what actually was supposed to happen. But I mean... Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just a strange arc. Like, the whole time Satello is actually not evil. Like, really? The whole time Roswell was the evil one? Like, did we see that coming? Yeah, and it's like, we're... Of course, we want Subaru to, like, figure it out and, like, get to the sort of solution that lets everyone live. But apparently this sort of situation that he's in, it's designed by Roswell himself so that there is no situation where everyone wins, and he's trying to perfect his resolve, I think he said, or something along the lines. But yeah, basically yes. forcing Subaru to choose one or the other and like teach him the hard way, like, hey, you... And this goes back to what he said a couple of episodes, right? You just need to focus on one thing and one thing only, and then only then can you like move forward. But yeah, Subaru is trying to save everyone, so that's sort of the, the opposite of roswell's mentality and i wonder and i wonder so interesting point that you bring up so you know how like echidna was like 
what you're trying to do is also very greedy. Greedy. And then so so right now we know that Roswell has had contact with Echidna. Like it's basically confirmed. He's had contact for 400 years. And we now know that Subaru also has contact. And I wonder if like as it goes on, it could be like a battle of ideologies, like where Subaru will continue to be like, no, I want to save all of them. And then Roswell's like, no, 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 singular focus on one thing. And then now Echidna's having fun because she basically has like one foot in each pit or like, what is it called? One dog in each kennel. What's the saying? Uh, like she's got a sure. foot in each door. She's got like two tickets yeah, yeah, to yeah. the ball, whatever. Two whatever. tickets to the ball. Okay. Yeah. But so, so she, she's got money on each horse. All right. He's got yeah. money on each horse, which That's means, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, whoever wins, it doesn't matter. She's there having fun and learning information. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Roswell's like four hundred years of insanity, and then Subaru's like, "Well, here's my ideology where I'm gonna save them." And yeah, right, so, right, right, right. Yeah, because they're like both greedy, but in different ways, right? Like Roswell's greedy about himself and wanting whatever he wants, and his singular focus. But Subaru is greedy for everyone except himself, right? He wants everyone else to live and get to the happy finale, whatever, even if he has to die. So, like, they're both greedy, but in different ways. So, yeah, like you mentioned, the kid was just sort of kicking back and watching the show. Yeah, I mean, so it's an interesting duality that I think now is finally established because Roswell turns out was the puppet master behind the whole thing like he probably sent elsa in episode one you're, you're I mean, probably right it's yeah. the same assassin like yeah. no wonder he's been so useless this entire show he's like purposely just sitting there yeah like i feel like we talked about this like earlier in the season like where's roswell every time there's something important happening right like <laughs> When, when the dogs were attacking the village, he was gone until the very end when he rained down the fire. But now that we know he has that like book, he knew uh, presumably that the dogs were going to attack. So he just left and like left it up to Subaru. And even back then, he's probably testing his resolve. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And then uh, testing his resolve and building him up. Just giving him these purposeful training things for character development. He's literally he's still, changing Subaru. Yeah, he's still not even at the finish or the starting line. Not even at the starting line. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was an interesting I thought that whole exchange was yeah, very cool. The way like his face would slowly morph into this like pure evil expression. Right, yeah. And then I, I really liked the line that he had where it was like, if you want to save it, you need to save Amelia by denying her her dreams or whatever. Trample says, on her will to save oh, her. <laughs> God. And he said the next line, which is, I, in my IMO, I thought this was the best line of the episode. He said something about like, hey, you need to tra- trample her dreams of heaven, paradise, blah, blah, blah. Because... You, you would have to walk through hell to get that or something, and she can't do that. I forgot what she said. I forgot what he said. What did he say? Yeah, something along the lines, like, it's not going to be a easy path to get there, like, to get to where you want her to go. You 
yourself, Subaru, need to walk through hell to get there? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> now I'm <Yeah>. confused. <laughs> it sounded it's good all, when he said it. It did. It was like a good uh, paradigm, maybe. I don't know what the right word right. is there, but yeah. All right, I got an interesting theory for you that I thought up the other day, and okay. it, it, it kind of felt more solidified by this episode. I don't really know why, but right, what if Satella is Amelia, but from the future? So, like, you know how last episode when Amelia went crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And we even thought that was Satella because of the way she was acting. So what if, like, in every timeline at some point, Amelia goes crazy and then becomes Satella. And we know time travel is kind of possible in this world because Subaru does it himself. So what if she figures it out? I don't know. Making making giant leaps here, but yeah. Then travels to the past and does all the Satella evil witch stuff and ends up where we are now. Any any yeah. thoughts? I mean, it's certainly possible. I- I mean, the fact that when she said that last line, she was like, can you please kill me in the future or something or like whatever. And then they showed the veil being unveiled and they looked, they looked, yeah, they were, they're basically the exact same person. So, I mean, I'm not going to deny that theory. I, I, I can't think of anything that would directly contradict it. I don't think they've ever existed in the same frame at once. Right, and it's not, I don't really have anything to support it either at the same time. So it's more just like a a wild, wild throwing of a dart and seeing right. if it sticks. Could be interesting because, well, yeah, I mean, possible. I mean, the one difference is that she is openly expressing her love for him. But I will say... Which Amelia did in the part when she went crazy. Right. Also... What reason does she have to love him, except for perhaps something that could have happened in the past? Right, and I think she said something like that too. Yeah, like, you sacrificed everything for me, which is what Subaru is always doing. And Subaru is like, I don't even know who you are. Yes, you do, man. Come on. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, definitely possible. I, I could see that happening. Just as how, Just as how we saw Roswell coming from like 10 miles away, this is could be the start of a, a new conspiracy theory. Keep in mind, audience whoever's watching, we have not read the comment section or the manga <laughs> or the light novel. Not yet. So it's all speculation. And also, please do not spoil it. Thank you. All right. That was a long first impressions, but I feel like we already we already basically started the recap with our impressions, but yeah, pretty much the first half of the episode was all the the witch stuff. Did anything jump out to you in that part? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, so he ended up... I think there was that whole ideological discussion where it's like, why are you killing yourself all the time? Why do you think that that's like a good idea? And how, how do you keep doing that? And how do you expect that um, you can just take on all the suffering? You're actually the most pitiful because of because you're doing that or blah 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 right right like subaru doesn't think that anyone likes him for who he is they only like him or he wants them to like him 
because he's going to give them the the good ending by continuing to sacrifice himself. And even though they don't know it, him doing that is sort of straightening out their path. But yeah, I think he just doesn't realize that people might actually like him um, just for who he is. Yeah, which is honestly, it's a pretty big point. Like when I was watching, I was like, huh, damn. I, I see, right. I see semblance. Uh, I see some resemblance with me in that. So it's an interesting point. Yeah. I didn't yeah, I like that one part. Go ahead. Go ahead. Mm, yeah, you go. You go ahead. I was just gonna say I didn't like that part where he suddenly had a change of mind all of a sudden. I don't even know what happened. Like I think I was writing i was like eating my basil fried rice and i look up and then the next minute like everything has changed the whole mood is cleared and like the sky is suddenly sunny again i'm like wait that was like five seconds <laughs> yeah he, he's about to kill himself and then minerva headbutts him and then it's all good now <sighs> yeah so i mean i guess character yeah. development there i guess again yeah, I, mean, oh, I, guess I, I I thought it was kind of interesting that the different witches like were almost picking sides, right? Like Typhoon sure. and Sloth. I don't know what Typhoon's sin is, but the Sloth person too, they were like on the side of let Subaru kill himself because he that was what he picked. And then Daphne and what's her name? Some other person, they were like, oh, Minerva. They were like, um, no, don't kill yourself. You have things to do basically <laughs> which is weird mm. and then yeah um, you have people like Carmela who was kind of in the middle and just she's probably the nicest but she's like showing him that hey people do love you like your parents and Rem and those folks so yeah I just thought that was interesting that they all kind of picked their own sides right I thought you know I mean I agree I I think if I had if I had a better grasp of like which eat or which you know sin each witch represented, it would make more sense. But like that all happened so fast, and I'm like, ah, I don't remember who's 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 who. But I agree. I mean, it's nice how they all came together. I did think what was interesting was when Carmilla, or they because they mentioned the faceless bride thing again, and then they said something yeah. about, hey, you're able to show him who he really loves or whatever. And I'm like, is that, yeah. does that mean that? Rem over Amelia. True. So. Yeah, I, I did hear Rem more than Amelia in that like that cut scene. Yeah, Amelia was like not not a factor at all, except for one line. But yeah, true. Oh, okay. And then he says, so then he ends up coming out of it and saying that he doesn't want to die, and that he's afraid of pain, and that I guess he's going to value his life more. Yeah, which is all good. It's fine. Yeah, and then Satella comes in with the, hey, people are actually sad when you die. Also, come kill me later. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, what kind of... Uh, uh, anyways, maybe maybe more happens like in the actual novel or something, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But then, yeah, Echidna gives Subaru some parting advice here, like, oh, Garfield is, uh, I forget what she said, but, oh, like, afraid of the outside or something, and she's like, you gotta cure that to solve the mystery. And then 
And then he goes on his merry way to back to the real world. Yep. And where he meets uh, Petrarch, who ended up saving him from the sanctuary. Otto speaks in a whole different language. <laughs> that and was the he... best part of that. <laughs> Otto talking to <laughs> Petrarch. This entire time. <laughs> yeah. That was, that Man, was crazy. Great Easter. Because we knew he had like... the power to like talk to animals. Because remember when they were like, running through the forest, taking the fastest path to catch up to battle geese in season one. Um, so oh, yeah. Somehow can with animals, but <laughs> I don't think we knew it was like verbally talking to them. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a great touch. It's just like he just croaks once and then in the Petrarch croaks back at him and then he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, yes. <laughs> She's like, yeah, he's oh, like, oh, um, she said, don't make me tell you why I like you, or whatever. You, you baka. <laughs> I thought they were going to make Petrarch, like, blush in that one scene where, like, he <laughs> looks at her head on, but then she just, she just. The head tilt. <laughs> yeah, flat-faced it. But yeah, oh, good times. Man. All right, quickly moving on. So Echidna took away his qualifications. So now we find out what happens if an unauthorized person enters the, the graveyard. So they just end up throwing up. Yeah. And okay. then the Roswell scene. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah. If it, it was like intense, I felt like. And yeah. I feel like we touched, touched on it a little bit already. Like um, he's pretty much trying to force Subaru to pick either save the mansion or save the sanctuary. You can't do both. Um, and trample Amelia's feelings because that's what you got to do to save her, yada, yada. And, and then the part where he's like laying on the bed and it's zooming in on his face and all his eyes all all crazy looking. Um, <laughs> it was crazy. It was, it was like, it was like creepy for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I guess maybe like there's a backstory as to why his eyes are a different color. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I guess did we learn anything new from that scene? I feel like we didn't really learn. Anything oh, one thing. So I, I felt like he said that he was enchanted by her eyes 400 years ago, uh, and then he's like, "How come you're not crazy?" And then he says, mm-hmm. "The human heart is a hindrance, so he's not human," and somehow. His contact with the kid that made him crazy, but somehow Subaru still kept his. I think I I wonder if it was because um, you know how Subaru said, "Hey, if I accept your contract or whatever, then I'm gonna go down this path that I don't want to, so I'm not gonna do it." But like Roswell accepted her contract to to where she let him get to the right. future that he wants or something. Yeah, I was I was thinking the same exact thing. Like maybe he accept the same contract that Subaru ended up not accepting. Yeah. And then look how it worked out for him. He's still 400 years waiting. Right. And he's crazy. And yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that only further adds to like the potential, you know, duality that we could be seeing, especially now that Roswell is basically established as like, almost like the main bad guy, because at this point, the witches are kind of all on his side. 
almost. I guess right. the witch cult is still a bad guy, but like Roswell is like the main bad guy. And he's caused probably 50% of the drama that we've seen in the show, minus the white whale. Right. Yeah, I guess the only other thing I wanted to call out was like, he seemed surprised when Subaru said he lost his qualification to take the trial. So like, uh, I guess the book doesn't tell you everything or something like that. But he was like, oh, well, a kid that could give it back. She's the jealous witch. That's what she does. But right. either way, it seemed like, yeah. Like usually he doesn't get taken by surprise on things because the book tells him everything. But this one did um, come out of the blue for him. Yeah, no, a great point. Because that means, I feel like, that things can deviate from his book. And that there right. can be another success story or whatever. Because, like, if anything, maybe that book isn't like a timeline necessarily, as as much as it is like a like a like a recipe book or something. Yeah, or like a, a story. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I guess we'll find out in ReZero season three. Oh, God. God, and then we get. The, the best male character of the season, maybe. Otto. <laughs> Smacking Subaru in the face to clear his senses and, yeah, bring him back down to Earth. Okay, honestly, I thought that that scene, Otto was going to turn evil or something and end up being somebody like Elsa. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to turn into, like, a witch or something. Dude, he was acting so suspicious. <laughs> he was like, close your eyes, take a deep breath. And then boom, punches him in the freaking face. That's good. I like that. Book. That was my favorite scene. Just uh, smack in the face. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Good times. Good times. Okay. okay. Well, I think that about does it. Yeah, I mean, it sets the stage for a. I mean, I mean, honestly. It doesn't set the stage for anything. The only ally he gained was Otto, who doesn't have any fighting skills. <laughs> but he has, he has a good brain. To punch him in the face. That is true. Yeah, that is true. Good head on his shoulders, and he can talk to animals, which is probably helpful in certain situations. Yeah, I mean, if anything, that's more useful than Subaru. Right. So, great. It sets the stage for a overwhelming success against Roswell for season three of three zero coming right soon. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, all, all we can really hope for out of the next season is that they finish this arc. Oh, 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 three zero season two, part two to resume in early 2021 after mid season finale. Okay. So, so it was a, a split core type of I thing thank right thank god it was a split core yeah so for those who don't know what a split core is it's basically like when one season of anime is like 24 episodes long and then they'll stop after 12 episodes and take like a season long break and um seasons for an anime is like three months so if it's ending right now in september it might pick up in either january or um april Probably. Right. So, and the reason that this occurred was not officially given, but it's likely due to coronavirus as well as giving a break for the production team. 
And part two of season two will be back in January 2021 as of the writing of this article, which was sometime, oh, sometime today. So, oh. so yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it, I guess. <laughs> All right, well, they finish this arc at the end of the actual season. They better. I don't, I don't <laughs> want any more sanctuary. Yeah, we're done with it. Give Amelia I mean, some more screen time. She's so useless. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense that he's struggling so hard to get through it because, like, it was intentionally designed so that you can't win both the Sanctuary and the Mansion. So maybe he'll figure it out, though. That makes sense. Right. Okay, so we'll see if Subaru can pull uh, pull it out against all odds and defy Roswell and his book of all-knowing. Uh, yeah. Book of all-knowing. Yeah. All right. You get any... Call West Jones of the week this week? Oh, yeah. But before we do that, let me just quickly tell you my favorite scene. So I liked the scene okay, where yeah. Roswell's face like contorted into that insane looking thing. And I also right. liked the scene where Otto just started croaking. <laughs> the When he turns to Petrarch and squ- squawks out. Squawk? Is that the word? I don't know. Yeah, croaks yeah. out Petrarch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Alrighty. Let's Wait, did you have a did you have a favorite scene or anything? I think mine is just when Otto punched Subaru in the face. Okay, okay. Noted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's dig into our mailbags. Let's see. Alright. Alright, I got one. It's from a from a guy called um, 2020 Presidential Debate Official Fan Account. Oh, oh. Well, I can probably guess what this question is going to be about. But this anonymous user types, did you watch the debate last night? And if so, what are your thoughts? Oh, man. Um, I did watch it. And I feel like... Uh... To quote, I think, Jake Tapper, what he said after, he said it was a, a dumpster fire. In, no, he said it was a hot mess inside of a dumpster fire inside of a train wreck. And that's pretty much how I felt, too. It was like, it, yeah, it was honestly like more or less what I thought it would be, like Joe Biden taking it pretty seriously and then Trump interrupting him every chance he got. Um, so I, I don't think it was all that productive of a debate. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It was, it felt almost like a more entertainment than anything else. <laughs> yeah, according to some of my other friends too, they were like, yeah, uh, this is a shit show. This is um, reality TV, but played out on national TV instead. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> So the reason I tuned in in the beginning initially was my roommate and I were trying to bet on what color tie Trump was wearing, what would the first debate topic would be, and who would take the first sip of water. But we quickly were absorbed into what was probably the greatest political debate fiasco of modern living memory. 
Dude. Yeah, I mean, it was insane. There were so many times where I was just laughing, not because it was funny, but because I was just like, America is fucked right now. Right. And ultimately, like, I, saw, I read this article at the very end. They were like, so there were 90-something interruptions, of which Joe Biden was responsible for 20 of them, and Trump was responsible for 71 interruptions in a 98-minute debate. So, of which they were like, 24 minutes of supposedly uninterruptible like two minutes of speeches too so to interrupt 71 times that's probably not even counting each of like the no 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 nope that, that like all of that is probably one <laughs> right yeah imagine being like the the cnn intern who's like running the town like oh there's an interruption there's another one there's uh, another excuse one. me what are your standards for counting the number of interruptions that president trump had <laughs> He's like, dude, I don't know, I can't tell five words while Joe Biden is talking. <laughs> That's the official count, um, statistic number. Yeah, dude. I mean, I just like overall, like you know, what was supposed to be a debate about policy and you know future planning and whatever stuff like that was just like you couldn't even get a single point across without like somehow there's just constant bickering and then the Wallace dude being like, okay, 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 okay. We're not talking about this. Let's talk about something else. Your party agreed to two minutes of uninterrupted talking. Let's, let's follow the rules here. Yeah. I saw a bunch of tweets that were like, next time we should let the moderator mute their microphones if they're not allowed to be talking. And which, I mean, I think is a, a pretty fair idea. Yeah, man, um, I think that's a great idea. I think it'd also be hilarious if you just see the other candidate, like, gesture, gesture. <laughs> oh, I mean, just, like, topics of the debate aside, I thought it was hilarious. Like, I laughed so hard at this point when, uh, when Trump was, like, he was trying to talk to Wallace. Joe Biden wasn't even talking, and then he was, like, debating Wallace at, at this point, and then he was like, all right, am I debating you or him? And then he's like, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that they're debating you. So I was just like, this guy. Like, I would I would be cracking up if he was anybody else. But the fact that he's our president is That's just, sad. It's pretty yeah. sad. It, it honestly is. Like, anybody that isn't in the U.S. watching this is just having, like, a, it's this is Comedy Central with, like, a wine in one hand and, like, cheese on the other hand. Like, like dude. I mean, it's an embarrassment. It's a it's a national embarrassment. Yeah, it's but. it's pretty embarrassing to be from America right now. So, all of you international listeners, I know there you're out there. Yeah. Shout out to you. Let us know if we can uh, relocate to your country. Right. All and right. I just okay. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna check my mailbox. I think I do have one one email here from. Weebcast fan one two three. Wow, thanks, thanks for being a fan. Well, is that one of our burners? No, 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 no. That that's um, three two one, three two one. Oh yeah. What show are you guys going to podcast about next season? Oh, that's a great question. <clears throat> All right, take it away. I mean, I don't know. I don't think we've even uh, decided, and things start to air this weekend, so. We, we need to get it figured out. I feel like we have a couple of options here, um, excluding sequels that we have not seen before. Um, Haikyuu, we have seen the prequels, so that's why I'm, I'm mentioning it, but 
I don't, I don't know if we can podcast about that. Like, oh, Kageyama with the really nice serve at 12 <laughs> minutes in. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. Probably not the best podcast material. Ju, Jujutsu Kaisen, that's a potential option. Um, I feel like we, maybe it's just me, but um, at least I had some potential concerns maybe that it just might be like every other shonen show that exists and it might just be another shield hero or slime hero or <laughs> any of those that we've spent time watching in the past but hey maybe we can give it at least one or two episodes a shot and then decide there's something in podcast retroactively sure um i think top option number three would be Higurashi, which uh, I think this would be my top vote, but we'll hear from you next. Um, Yeah, this is a remake of a show that originally aired in 2006, and I have seen the original. Max is not, so that that could be an interesting dynamic to podcast about, but this one's a, a horror, psychological horror one. Oh god. Are you are you not a fan of the the scary? No, no, no. Honestly, honestly, I think as long as I'm watching with somebody it's fine. Like I will say my one experience with horror movies was Get Out and because I watched it with friends, it was actually awesome. So I have no regrets watching that. Like it was a great movie. So anyways, can yeah. you keep going? No, no, those were I think our top 3 options that we're still uh discussing. Right. Okay, so I think, um, so it's not like we're not going to watch a lot of these. Uh, I honestly might watch quite a few of them. But I think what we can possibly do is, like, we just start off this season watching two of them. Like, you can put forth one, and then I'll put forth one, and then we'll just drop one at the third mark or whatever. Or Yeah. I mean, well, we can we'll watch see. all of them, but I don't know if we can podcast about all of them. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, okay, you're right. Yeah, we can always just retroactively podcast about the first three episodes. So, okay, yeah, cool. Or even yeah. one or two. Yeah. It's not I agree. Good. Okay, probably just one podcast, but but yeah. Right. Right, okay, okay. But yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I, I do have my doubts about Jujutsu, especially just it's coming from Shonen Jump, I think. So it's like, God. it's, um, it's, but I had like the, the reviews for episode one, which came out like before the season officially started have been good. Uh-huh. So okay. I'll reserve judgment. I do think we could at least watch it. Uh, I'm down yeah. to do the Higurashi, whatever. I, I just feel like in terms of podcast material, that one could be the most interesting. And it's right. also decently popular to the point where at least people would care about these reactions. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind going on the podcast and just screaming about how scary it was or whatever. Because <laughs> it's like I'm looking around at this setting right now and I'm like, yeah, I mean, what nightmares can I possibly have? So that's all good. <laughs> uh, there is also one other one that I was interested in. It was a. Uh, it was apparently by the same person who made Bleach, and they just ended up making another one. I think oh. it's called Senyoku no Siegfrieda. Just, well, 
No, not sure. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. Anyways, it's made by the guy who made Bleach, so I think I may just check that out. But I mean, I agree. I'm down to do the horror one, especially if you've already seen the first one and thought it was good. Fire. Fire. Okay, great. Well, that brings us to the last section. You want to you kick us off? Yes, I will kick it off. So, okay, I'll start off with the worst characters. Honestly, I just put Subaru. Um... Yeah, I mean, I thought he'd already gone through several stages of character development, but in reality, his biggest character flaw, I guess, hadn't been revealed. I was confused as to why they would give him a power that would emphasize his character flaw as opposed to help solve it when Satella clearly wants him to treasure himself but gives him a power that lets him kill himself at will. Kind of doesn't make any sense there. But... Uh, I also put him as the worst one because of how uncomfortable he made me feel because of how similar <laughs> I felt to him. So right. lesson learned to me, I guess I need to watch out for that and be you just stare at Petrarch more and Otto. Anyways, uh, the, the third best character, I ended up putting Echidna. I felt like, you know, she's just like that jealous waifu sort of type. It's also kind of spiteful, but at the same time, he sure. still no loves you, but it's also sure. still a mystery. So, I'll keep her as number three. For number two, I put Roswell just because he finally has revealed himself to be basically the main antagonist. And uh, honestly, <laughs> like I, I, I like how insane he is, and I do think that he has a point. Like you can't have everything, so you gotta sacrifice to get what you want. But we'll see what happens with the other things. And for number one, um, I, th- I think you know, I put this as soon as he made the... Easy. Easy pick. <laughs> it's auto. It's auto. It's auto. And then, and then we get the gem of a scene at the last one. And I'm just like, okay. Uh, you no choose question. Else. All right. That's it. No question. Uh, once again, we were close. But I think we went the whole season without ever having the fully same lineup. But yeah. worst of the week, Subaru, pretty pretty similar reason. He's, I don't know, I don't, I don't even know if you can call it character development this season. But, yeah, he's he's going through it. But is he growing from it? Meh, maybe, maybe not. Number three, Roswell. Yeah, like you said, too. Um, we finally get to see his true colors. I feel like we've been getting a little bit closer each of the past couple episodes, like when he let himself get eaten by the rabbits and stuff like that. But yeah, this episode, the the panning in on the face, and it was pretty similar to the echidna scene last episode when it was slowly zooming in on her face during her monologue. Um, yeah, creepy. Get to see their true colors. Number two, I put Satella. Yeah, turns out, yeah, she she doesn't seem that bad. She's like, yeah, I love you, Subaru, but you should also love yourself. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's really nice. Thanks. <laughs> um, and yeah, she's like crying for him, and she's like, come kill me once you've saved yourself. And I'm like, dang, maybe she's just like really sad. <laughs> so hopefully we get to learn more. <laughs> and number one, you know, you know who it is. It's our, our boy, Otto. I feel like 
I feel like we'll have to go back and double check this, but I feel like Otto has made like the most top three appearances out of any character. <laughs> Someone fact check yeah. me on that. Possible. I mean, hey, it's all written in the Instagram post, so yeah, I'll go look. <laughs> oh, but yeah, interesting season. That's only halfway halfway through confirmed. Okay, which makes which makes a lot more sense. Like you cannot end a season like this. So right. okay. like it makes sense that it's a whatever split split cord split cord. It doesn't mean we're happy about it that it's driving on song, but it, no. at least it makes sense. Yeah, I think I think it makes a lot more sense in the light that this the actual season is twenty four episodes. Because I think we came into this episode expecting it to be the finale, and it wasn't. Right. right. So. Now we know. Yeah. Now we know. Yeah. Because I mean, like, I w- it was like I, w- I was checking the time, like during the playback, <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, there's no more after this." And then, and then I mean, now we get. We got to wrap this up in five minutes. So it's gonna happen. <laughs> exactly. All right. Okay. So before we end, I'm just gonna quickly give a read at the top. Uh, Go go, uh, top go go comment, and the the comment is Suru says, You're insane. Roswell says, Always has been. <laughs> like the meme with the, the two astronauts. Nice. Exactly. Oh, here, and then here's one more. So after this episode, we gained a new waifu, Satella. Now he has one more girl to save. She made Subaru realize to love and think of himself more. I still don't get why she would give him that power, but okay, whatever. And that there are a lot of people who care and love about uh, love him despite the negative thoughts and emotions he has. Her love might be Yan Dairy crazy. I don't know <laughs> if I'm saying that right. But anyways, it's kind of a selfless one. Who would have thought the other witches would have a soft spot for him too, despite all the casualties they caused? Indirectly caused a harem, plus Petrarch. Okay. Nice. Oh, and then they say, edit, holy shit, look at all the time travel theories about Satella and Amelia. Oh. It's like you're (laughs) on to something. Anyways, these are all just theories. We don't know if it's actually happening. Yeah, everyone's uh, simping for Satella now, and like, I think so. I'm surprised I didn't have her at the top three. I definitely should have. Yeah, you you missed out, but yeah, now now we know what uh what Betelgeuse was hyping her up for last season. <laughs> was he? Yeah, the witch's cult. They worship her. Oh yeah, it makes sense now. All right, solid. All right, hit us with the outro. All right, all right, all right. Da di da di da 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 da